Hey ladies, welcome back to the podcast. So I'm pumped for you guys to listen to today's episode. I have Jordan Warva on the podcast and she is a holistic health coach and we dive into all things food, but how foods actually affect your mood. I learned so much on this podcast and I have been on my own health journey for several years now, but it just shows that you never stop learning um, as long as you stay open to learning. And I definitely um, took a ton of notes after today's conversation and learned a whole lot and is really open to my eyes into things that maybe I need to look into a little bit further and that maybe I need to get a little bit more curious about. So listen to today's episode. I cannot wait to hear your takeaways. Tag both myself and Jordan on Instagram. Let us know what you think. And all of her info is in the show notes of today's episode. Enjoy. Okay, I think I'm recording now. It says that you're recording in the corner. Perfect. Okay. So I am so excited to have this conversation with Jordan today. Um, I just, I love getting new women onto the podcast that, um, you know, are very like-minded and just, we'll see where this conversation takes us. And I'm just super pumped to hear what you have to share with us today. Before we do dive in, I would love to hear from you what your morning routine looks like. Yeah, for sure. Um, so first of all, thanks so much for having me. I'm so pumped to talk to you. Um, so my morning routine usually starts with, uh, meditation in bed. So after I had my second son, he is five months old now. I have been finding it difficult to sneak out of bed and get like that quiet time to meditate without waking one of them up. So we're (laughs) co-sleepers. And so like, I have my toddler, I have my, you know, my five month old. And the second I move, it's like, whoa, mom's not here anymore. So they like, they're wide awake. Um, And so I have like my headphones on my, like on the little shelf by our bed and I plug them in and I do a meditation and I breathe and I set my intentions for the day. And then I have my notebook that I have like all of my, it's kind of like my vision board, but it's in a notebook. So that's portable and I can take it with me. Um, So I basically like sit and I just like read through all my goals and my, you know, intentions and ambitions in life. And, you know, I read through all of those and then I get up and I have my big old glass of water while my tea, my water for my tea is boiling. And then I have my tea. I always throw collagen in there, chocolate flavored collagen, because it tastes like hot chocolate that way. Mm. And so it's really like my morning hot chocolate. Um, And yeah, and then that by that point, my boys are normally awake. And so then we we go about our day from there, we have breakfast, and we kind of move into our day. Awesome. I love it. So I think this is this is actually really cool, because I always ask everyone this question. And the answers are, always somewhat similar, but a little bit different. And, um, Mm -hmm. I, I love the fact that you have very young children because oftentimes the excuse that, you know, I hear, and I'm sure you hear as well, like 
I can't, I can't create a morning routine because my kids are too young and I'll wake my kids up or we're co-sleeping. And I also did like, I have, I have four, four children. We co-slept with, um, two of them, like not Mm -hmm. two of them didn't need it. Two of them did need it. 50, 50, whatever. Um, yeah. So I was definitely in that boat too of like, there are children in the bed. Um, you can't really escape without waking them up. So I love that you, you have created a routine around that instead of just kind of being like, well, that won't happen. So I, I won't be able to get that time alone or set those intentions for the day. But I love that you made that happen anyway. So you do all of that in bed, um, you know, without disturbing your family, essentially. Yeah. And honestly, I did have that mindset at first. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. How am I going to stick with my morning routine? Both of them wake up. It doesn't matter how early I set my alarm. One of them wakes up and, you know, I had all those things playing in my head and I finally just had to sit back and be like, okay, how can I make this work? Because it, it does affect my attitude throughout the day. Like my husband, when he gets home from work, he can be like, you didn't meditate today, did you? Like he can tell right away, like when I haven't had that time to just like, folk like let everything go and focus on how I want to feel and what I how I want to feel throughout my day and so I just had to ask myself you know how can I make this work and the best way to make it work I'm like well I can lay in bed for like an hour playing on my phone and they don't move so why don't I just bring all my things into the bedroom set them on my little shelf and in the morning I just grab my headphones I grab my book. Sometimes I have my journal, um, but a lot of times I'll do my gratitude, like in my, I have a gratitude app on my phone. So sometimes I just do it in there. So I don't have like so much stuff. Um, but yeah, I just have everything available to me so that I don't have to try and sneak out. And then like a lot of times when I do that, then I'm like listening to the monitor. Did I hear someone move? Did someone wake up? You know? So it's just, it makes it so much easier and it works for us. So yeah, you like totally set yourself up for success, um, regardless of your current situation. So I love that. Um, okay. So tell me like how you got to where you are now, um, helping women with their, with their health. You're a holistic health coach. Is that, am I saying that right? Yeah. So I started out as a holistic health coach and then I got my certification in holistic nutrition. So Mm. now I, I call myself a holistic nutritionist, but okay. So how, yeah. (laughs) How did, how did you get into this in the first place? I'm sure you've got like a story because we all kind of have a story as to why we do the work that we're doing. So um, what did that journey look like? What kind of happened in your life to get you to this point? So when I was younger, I was a very, I was a very sickly kid. So I was that kid who was always missing school. I had like chronic strep throat. So like every, every month I would miss like at least a week of school. I was so sick all the time. And then like later on, it was towards middle school. I had my tonsils removed and that kind of you know, those issues went away, but then things just manifested in other areas. And so like throughout high school, I was, I had like a lot of stomach problems. Like my thing was like, every time I ate, I'd be like, oh, my stomach hurt. Like I was always complaining about like stomach pains. And as I got older, they just kept getting worse. Um, and I would go to the doctor and they, it, they kind of made me feel like I was making things up in my head. Cause they would, you know, did like the ultrasounds and like blood work and all this stuff. And I could never find anything 
wrong, right? And I'm like, well, something isn't working because like, I just feel like crap all the time. Like, and it was more than just like feeling bloated. It was like my, my stomach was in, it was like hard and painful and like distended. And I was like, something like isn't working right in there. And a lot of times they throw IBS at you because it's just a term that covers all digestive things when they don't really know what's wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, that was just kind of how it was. And I wasn't like an unhealthy person. Like I exercised all the time. I, you know, thought I was eating like super healthy. I was, you know, mindful about food for the most part. You know, I wasn't overweight. I like, you know, it wasn't like I needed a reason to like start eating healthy or something like that. It was like, I just literally had like these physical symptoms that I knew weren't right. And if you looked at me, you would have never guessed that like something wasn't right. Cause I look, you know, I looked healthy. Right. And it just goes to show that like physical appearance does not describe your health. It does. Your health is so much deeper than that. But anyway, I was at this women's show and this is when I lived up in Anchorage in Alaska. And I was at this women's show with my sister-in-law and we came across this holistic chiropractor who practiced, um, he, he was a chiropractor, but he also practiced like holistic nutrition and like the way that that he practiced it was by using applied kinesiology, which is muscle reflex testing. And I believe the practice was called nutrition response testing. I think that's what he did. I think that is the term for it. And so he basically used like our natural muscle reflex to test, you know, what foods were working for us, what foods our body was reacting to, what, like what nutrients are we missing, what supplements can support us. And, but within like, six months of working with him, I felt better than I ever had in my entire life. Wow. Like, I'm not kidding. Like I had been to doctors for years and (laughs) just through working with him and in all of this was non-evasive too. And I, I just, I could not believe like what the transformation was. And I started, you know, coming home and I was like a completely different person. I was like this girl who would rant about food and nutrition and did you know this? And did you know that? And, um, it was amazing because one of the biggest things I learned was that just because something is healthy, doesn't mean it's healthy for you. Just as mm-hmm. because something is like a superfood doesn't mean it's a superfood for everybody. Everybody's body reacts differently to different things. And so it's learning how to really tune into your body and figure out like what's working for you and what isn't and what really makes you feel good and what leaves you feeling not so good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of times people don't even realize that they're not feeling good because they're just so used to their routine. They're so used to like this. I don't want to say symptoms, but you know, a lot of times we think like brain fog and fatigue, trouble sleeping, back pain, headaches every now and then. Like we think that that stuff is normal. It's just a part of life, but it's not like your body isn't actually designed to feel that way. And so it's so cool. Like when you start this journey and this transformation and feeling like how good you can actually feel, you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe I lived the way I did for so long. I Um, totally agree. Like you don't, you don't realize how good you can actually feel. And I think there's always Mm -hmm. like another level to go to. Like you just, you can keep like, you know, how good can this get? How good can this get? How much better can I feel? Um, Will you explain just in case some people aren't familiar with the term, but when you say holistic nutrition, like what does that actually mean? Like, what does that, like, what does that mean? 
Yeah, thank you for asking that because you're right. So many people don't understand that term. So holistic means that we take a mind, body, spirit approach to our health. So we're not just focusing on like macros or calorie intake, um, weight loss, that kind of thing. We are, we're taking in like your whole body, the whole thing and how everything is interconnected. So like what you eat, affects your mood and your behavior. It affects your mind, you know, and the same thing, like your attitude and your mindset affects what you're putting into your body. Like everything is interconnected. And so we're looking at how all of that works together, but then we're also looking for the root cause of things because food can be healing. You can use food as medicine if you understand how to use it. And so, um, a lot of times like conventional medicine is like putting a bandaid on things, right? Like these are your symptoms. This is the thing that's going to get rid of those symptoms, but we're not actually digging deep and finding the root cause of things. Like what's actually causing the problem and holistic nutrition. And this is where I kind of like to compare like medical doctors and NDs, um, like holistic nutrition and dietitians. Like that's, it's kind of like the same thing. So holistic nutritionists are kind of over here with like what the NDs are doing, which is a naturopath. Um, we're like looking for the root cause. So like what is driving these symptoms in the first place and what do we need to put into the body to help with that? So we don't prescribe anything. We're not doctors, but we give, holistic recommendations based on like supplements and foods and things like that, that can help the body thrive. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, it makes so much sense. And um, I think it's like, instead of just putting a bandaid over the problem and just like covering it up, it, it's actually figuring out like what, where the source is and what the actual problem is instead of just like masking it and just carrying on. And um, I think that just our society as a whole is just looking for a band-aid, right? It's, it's a lot easier just yep. to get a, yep. get a band-aid, get a quick fix and move on and carry on. But the problem mm -hmm. actually never gets solved and never will go away. Um, I would mm -hmm. love to hear like, what, what did you discover then about yourself when you started going through that process in those six months from going from feeling so ill and, and crappy, I would assume, to feeling like vibrant and thriving? Like, what did you, what did you do? What did you discover? Oh my goodness. Um, where do I even start? <laughs> um, so let's start with like the most basic. Let's start with just food. So I thought I had a pretty healthy diet, right? Like I was even trying like juicing and different things like that. Um, but food has so many layers to it. And like I said, there's, it's really figuring out what works for your body, but it's also learning about how food reacts with your body. And um, so I really learned like what I could eat that would leave me feeling good and what I needed to leave for like an indulgence or cut out completely. So you know, like I said, with the juicing, one of the things I learned about that was that juicing is good for like a quick nutrient boost because it's a good way to like capture like all of those nutrients from the food in like a little glass, but it also gets rid of all the fiber. And so you're basically just drinking the sugar without the fiber and so when that ha when you do that too often it can have adverse effects right so it can do like the opposite of what you want it to do and so I was like oh okay that's interesting and then I learned that like things like white rice and oats did not mix well with my body right things that we don't typically think is like 
bad for us. They didn't leave me feeling good. So then I started um, tuning into things like that. I'm like, all right, well, I should replace this. I'm going to try eating this. And um, he just started educating me on food in general. Like every time I went in, he had like a little pamphlet for me, a little um, handout for me to read up on. And it was almost like too much information. So I just had to take it in bits and pieces. But um, that's that was the first shift, right? Just like learning how my body, my my relationship with food basically and what made me feel good and what didn't and then just learning about food in general um, and then from that I started seeing the connection between what I ate and my moods throughout the day so foods can be either alkaline for you or can they can be very acidic um, we need a we need a little bit of both right so there needs to be a balance you don't want to have a completely alkaline diet because certain things in our body need that acidity but we want to have a little more alkalinity than acidity so that's not taking over when we're in an when we have too many acidic foods we get stuck in these negative draining reactions so we're reacting to things instead of responding with you know so it's things like anger frustration we're blaming people um we're complaining a lot those are all signs that our diet is very acidic um but when we have an we have that alkalinity and we're a little more alkaline than acidic then we start creating these energy cultivating responses. We're responding instead of reacting. And so these are things like joy, love, enthusiasm, confidence, all of those like feel good emotions. And there's a direct correlation between what we eat and those emotions. And so that was like the second big thing I learned about myself is right away when I feel myself like spiraling down like a negative Nancy, <laughs> I'm like, okay, what have I ate in the last 24 hours? Like, am I putting the right things into my body? You know, it's not just about like the mindset piece of it. It's about the food that you're eating that's affecting your mindset. So I would say like, that is one of like the other big things I really learned about myself. And one of the things that I take into um, my work and my work with my clients is that huge connection there. So can I ask and, a quick question first before we go on to the next yeah. part? Um, <clears throat> so this is this is different for everyone, correct? Like the the alkaline foods and the acidic foods, like how it affects you. Is it going to be the same for you as it is for me? Um, or like, do you know what I mean? Is it like a one size fits all kind of thing? Like everyone should stay away from these things and eat these things or how does that work it is for some foods so all foods have um in have this we call it a net effect ph so it's basically like how alkaline is it how acidic is it and it's typically like that for every every physical body that it, that it's ingested into unless somebody has like a, a delayed food allergy to it so this is when that piece comes in like you just said every body is different so well, flaxseed is an, is an alkalizing food. However, if you have a delayed food allergy to it, or if it's a food that doesn't respond well to your body, then it's going to have a, an acidifying effect. So, so there's kind of two parts to it. First, you need to understand like what leaves your body feeling good and what doesn't so that you know what's going to be alkalizing, what's going to be acidifying. Um, but for the most part, it is a one size fits all like spirulina, chlorella, spinach, kale. They're all like very alkalizing foods and they're always going to be that way unless 
you have like a delayed food allergy to kale, then for you, it's going to be more acidifying. And then like on the acidifying spectrum, those are usually going to be acidifying for everybody. Usually somebody isn't going to eat something that's acidifying and it's going to be alkalizing for them. It's, mm. it's just it's going to, if they have like a delayed food allergy to it, it's just more acidifying than it normally would be. So for example, wheat is acidifying, but if you have a delayed food allergy to it or just like a straight out allergy to it, then it's going to be even more acidifying for your body than it would be for someone else. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. Oh my gosh. This is like, this is just so fascinating. I have like a bazillion questions (laughs) coming through. Um, Okay. Keep going. I want to keep hearing like what else, um, what else you discovered? Okay. Um, so, okay. So I'm like on this path, I'm learning all these things. I'm coming home and sharing all, all these things. And, um, then I'm just in that process, I'm being introduced to all these other holistic modalities, right? So I'm being introduced to like Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, energy healing. Um, and so I'm being introduced to all these things. And so then I get introduced to energy healing and pranic healing more specifically and hearing like life-changing stories about that experience for myself. I was like, okay, I need this in my life. And so then I, you know, I learned how to do that. And I'm still learning, you know, there's so many levels to it, but I incorporated that and found like my, my deeper spirituality. Like I am more spiritually connected now than I ever was. And I grew up Catholic. We went to church every Sunday and I never really had that deep spiritual connection until I started this journey. And now I just like, I'm just so content with like my spirituality and where I'm at with that than I, than I've ever been before. And and just like when I, when I got pregnant and decided that I didn't want to go back to teaching because I was a teacher, you know, while all of this was happening, I was a school, um, an elementary school teacher and people were like, well, why don't you do this for a living? Like, is there something you could do where you teach people these things? Is there something you could do where like you, you tell them these things? Cause you know, I'm coming home and my family just like gets all of it. It's like word vomit. Like, well, you should eat this instead of this. Or did you know that this does this? And then, you know, and then energy healing came to play and they're just like, like mind blown. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure there is, but I don't know. I'm, I'm a teacher. I went to school to teach. Like, I don't, you know, all the stories that come up, I'm like, I can't do that. Like, this is just my hobby. I can't do that. Um, and after I decided not to go back to teaching, um, my husband kind of nudged at me some more. And so I started with uh, fitness. I went back and got my CPT. I was like, well, that's, that's easy. I don't, there was something about like, I had a lot of resistance to the nutrition part of it because I just had these stories that I wasn't qualified enough, that I didn't know enough, that I wasn't enough because I didn't go to school for it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, I'll just go back and get my CPT and I'll start with fitness first. And then you go in and you get that and they tell you that you can't educate your clients on nutrition. It's not your place. And I was like, well, that's bullshit. I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do just like one part of it, you know, like it needs to be the whole thing. Right. And so then I started Google, I just opened up Google and I was like, how to, how do I become a holistic nutritionist? And I used the word holistic because I didn't want the conventional side of things. Like I didn't want to go to school to be a dietitian. That's not what I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn the holistic side of it. I wanted to learn how to use food as medicine, how to use it to thrive, to heal your body. Like I wanted that approach. And so 
that's what I googled and I came across the NANP which is the National Association of Nutrition Professionals they have a list of schools that they um, that are approved like their NANP approved. So I was like, okay, cool. So I want to go to one of these schools because I want to make sure that it's like, it's an online school. There's so much stuff out there. I want to make sure that it's like legit, that the real deal. So I went through their list of schools and one really stuck out to me called the Energetic Health Institute. And I think it really stuck out to me because of all the different things that encompassed their program. It was, it wasn't just nutrition, but it was also like the mindfulness and the meditation and the spirituality part of it as well, right? That's exactly what I'm looking for. So I just like took the leap and enrolled in that and really just found my love for teaching this. So before it was teaching younger children and now it's teaching other moms and other women all of this knowledge around holistic health. And so that's kind of been my journey. That is so cool. This is like, I don't know. I just, I love all things um, nutrition. It's always been like a passion of mine, but um, I'm not an expert at all in it, but I find, I just love, love learning more and more about nutrition. So this is just really awesome. Um, So when women come to you that, you know, are looking for help, what, what are usually their their like concerns, their issues that you see are most common? Um, A lot of times it's relationship with food. So most of the time they like have this idea of what healthy means, right? Like they understand like fruits and vegetables are healthy. Yes, I'm supposed to work out, right? Like that's kind of like the general knowledge that everybody has. We kind of all understand that. But it was like they they weren't able to find something that worked for them or they've tried something in the past and they couldn't stick to it or they did stick to it. But then when they stopped, you know, they just were back to square one again. Um, and they just needed some direction. Like they just needed direction. They just want to feel better. They're like, I don't really necessarily feel bad and I don't know what's wrong, but I just want to feel better. And I think it's my food. That's like almost quote unquote what they say. I think it's my food and they just they want to have more energy right like most of the women I work with are moms and we have little kids running around and they're just like I'm freaking tired and and I don't know why I'm so tired but like I get you know this much sleep at night but I wake up and I'm still exhausted and part of that is because our kids don't sleep through the night but the other part is because of what we're putting into our bodies we just don't understand um, how food is affecting us because a lot of times things are put on the shelf FDA approved, we assume that it's not going to be bad for us, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. well, they wouldn't sell it to us if it wasn't good for us, but that's not the case. And then there's all the misconceptions with all natural and organic and people, there's just a lot of confusion. There's a lot of noise. And so they want to break through that. They're like, there's too much. There's too much out here. There's too, I know I'm using my hands a lot and they can't see me, but (laughs) I talk with my hands. Um, They just like, they want to cut through all that right? They're like, I want to cut through all the bullshit. And I just, I want some direction. And they want to know what's going to make me feel good. And I want to be empowered when I'm done working with you enough that I'm able to go to the store and make these decisions on my own and make it a lifestyle change and not something I'm going to fall back into my old ways in two weeks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So do you help women like figure out what foods are 
are best for them and what works for their bodies. Like, is this similar to like, you know, I've, and I really don't even know what it is, but I've heard about like the elimination diet where you sort of like, like, I don't know, I don't even know what they do, but you just take out all the foods and then just start introducing foods to see how your body reacts to it. Like, is that like, how do you go about figuring out what foods work for you and what doesn't? Because how do you know, unless you just eat one thing for 24 hours, do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And it's kind of similar, but I, I actually don't recommend the elimination diet. And here's, here's why. So we have delayed food allergies, which is when we have a delayed reaction to the foods that we're eating. So symptoms can take up to two days or longer to appear. So you might get a headache one day, but it's from something you ate two days ago. Now, if you're doing the elimination diet, do you see how hard it would be to figure out what's doing that if you have to wait two full days for symptoms? Mm -hmm. And so with the elimination diet, it can be super helpful because sometimes you will notice right away. There are certain things where it's like instantly you notice, but there's certain things that could take a couple weeks before you even have a symptom from it. And so it can be beneficial, but we always say and when I say we, I mean like holistic nutritionists. We're like, why guess when you can know? So I do a delayed food allergy test with them, which is basically a blood test and they get a delayed food allergy panel. And when they get their results back, it just tells them everything that they have a delayed reaction to and it gives them levels. So um, it might be like level three, this like the most reactive. This is like a huge allergy, a delayed food allergen and it needs to be eliminated from your diet. Then you have like second level, which is kind of moderate. You're, there's a reaction there, but it's not as bad as level three. And then there's one where it's like, might be a little something there, but it's not, it's not too much. Um, and so that's what we do and, or what I do when I work with my clients, but I know like my colleagues do the same thing, um, is we, we help them through that. We, so that they just, they don't have to do the whole, um, elimination diet. They don't have to do like weeks of guesswork because even after you do it, you're still left guessing most of the time. Um, because a lot of times it's something that isn't considered a major allergen too. Like one of, like I, one of mine is flax seeds. Like who's going to go on an elimination diet where they eliminate flax seeds from their diet, right? Mm -hmm. Like usually it's like corn, eggs, dairy, gluten, soy. Like those are like the big ones that people will start eliminating. But another one of mine is green beans. Like, you know, like who's going to eliminate green beans thinking that it's going to cause something. So while they can, elimination diets can help you with certain things, they don't tell you everything. And it can be kind of stressful trying to figure out what it is that's reacting. And, you know, you have a symptom and you're like, oh crap, what was it that I ate? Was it this or this? And um, it can just be overwhelming. And so mm -hmm. that's how we do it. We always start out with that so that we know right off the bat what it is. Wow. So it can be like as simple as that, like as, as simple as like a blood test, which will then show you what foods you should be eliminating. Mm -hmm. Like, am I, am I getting that right? Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's as simple as that. Yep. Wow. And like, where do you go for this blood test? Like, how do you go about even getting that? So there is a couple labs that like we work through, but then there's also, um, a couple companies that are becoming more popular that like the general public can just order from. And one of them is called Everly Well. Mm. Um, you can just go to their website and 
type in food, I think they call it a food sensitivity test, but you're looking for the IgG test and the comprehensive ones. So there's two, there's one that tests like 90 some and there's one that tests like 200 and some and you want the, the big one, you want the comprehensive one. Mm -hmm. um, and you can just order it from home and they send the kit to you and you can do the whole thing on your own. Wow, that is like mm -hmm. all these things I never knew existed. That's really, really neat. Um, <laughs> so was there any other things that you, you realized you had to eliminate that really took you by surprise? Um, eggs was one that took me by surprise. Um, when I found out that was a major allergen, I was super bummed. Eggs were like a, a daily part of my routine. Um, what else was, I think millet was another one. Um, which makes sense now that I know what I know. Um, so delayed food allergies can be caused by eating the same food too many times. So a lot of times you won't have an allergy to something, but if you start eating a certain thing and you eat it every single day and there's no, there's no um, variety, you'll build a delayed food allergy to it because foods, um, and specifically plant-based foods, they have these protective mechanisms um, that protect them from things out in the wild, right? So they have like these substances that they emit that keep them from being eaten or keep animals from picking them or whatever it is. And we consume those when we eat them. And for the most part, our body can handle it. But if we eat it over and over and over again with no variety, our body starts to treat it like it's... Um, like the pathogen, it starts attacking it. And that's how delayed food allergens happen. So wow. for me, eating eggs every single morning for like two, I, I, like years, you know, yeah. never having any variety there. Um, millet, so I gave up gluten. I wasn't eating gluten, but a lot of um, grain-free breads and tortillas and stuff have millet in it. So I was getting a ton of that. And so you just start to see like, oh, wow, yeah, like I haven't been giving myself a lot of variety. And that's why, you know, they say eat the rainbow, but like really like you, you want to incorporate other foods into your diet every couple of days, because if you don't, this is what can happen. And then oh if gosh. you have too many of them, then it leads to leaky gut syndrome. And that's a whole nother area of issues. But basically it's when, um, you know, like the fibers in your intestinal line, they like start to separate and um, the food starts to like leach into your bloodstream, essentially, like it leaks out of your gut. It's exactly what it sounds like. Oh. Um, and so, so many things that can happen. And so you just kind of go down this rabbit hole of like um, foods and delayed food allergies and leaky gut and all that. But, um, but yeah, those were some of my major ones. And dairy was another major one, but I already knew that. I was already conscious of that one. Um, yeah, it's almost yeah, like if you're if you are going to get intrigued by this, you have to be willing to go down the rabbit hole and you mm -hmm. have to be willing to um discover things that maybe you don't actually want to discover. This sort of thing has always really interested me, but I'm also so afraid of discovering that um that the foods that I love and eat daily actually aren't working for me like eggs for instance. Mm -hmm. um, so do you think there's a way to like prevent some of these issues? Like I, it never occurred to me, like I eat eggs like almost daily, not maybe not every single day, but sometimes even twice a day I'll have eggs because they're so darn right. convenient. Um, mm -hmm. So by, can you maybe like prevent or like repair any 
damage that you've done by maybe just like spreading things out and maybe really making sure you're not eating the same thing kind of on repeat? Yeah, you can. That's the best way to do it is um, make sure that you're not eating the same thing on repeat. Bring in a variety, and I mean a, a wide variety of foods into your diet. And the other thing is to make sure you're eating high quality. So when it comes to eggs, I'm sorry, but the like the like two dollar $2 for 46 eggs at the grocery store, you know, those are not the eggs you want to be eating. You want to, you know, buy the high quality stuff that's going to have, that's going to be in its purest form, yeah. you know, so that's the other way to do it too. And, you know, if you do have a delayed food allergy to things, what we do is we go, th we do an elimination period, right? So we cut out all of your major allergens for a period of 56 days. And then we go through a reintroduction period where we slowly reintroduce things. And so sometimes you'll find that after that, um, that period of elimination, there are certain things you can add back in. Um, there are some things that you can't, you might add something in and you'll notice like within a couple minutes, like not worth it. I don't. And, and that's the other thing is like, you don't actually realize how it's making you feel until you eliminate it. So a lot of times you go through that elimination period, you try and eat it again and you're like, it's not worth it. Nothing yeah. tastes that good that I want to feel like this. Like, um, and that sounds really dramatic, but I'm not, I'm actually being a hundred percent serious. Um, mm -hmm. I believe so it. there are some, there are some things that you'll, you'll find you can add in and then you can have them in your, in your routine. Again, some things you'll find you can have every once in a while, like every couple of, like a couple times a month. Um, and you'll feel fine, but if you kind of go a little bit overboard, then you'll start to feel it. Um, so that's kind of what I found. I don't think there is any allergen that I have and had any of since I found out what my allergens were. So like, I just, I could kind of know how they're going to make me feel. I know how often I can have it. And, you know, it's just, again, it's kind of learning how your body responds to everything. Okay. I have another question for you. Um, so what, what does like a daily, like eating, what does it look like for you as far as like what you would eat in a day? And obviously, um, on not every single day is the same, but what's like an example of, um, a day of eating for Jordan? <laughs> okay. So a day of eating for me. So for breakfast, um, one of my favorite things to make, and again, it's not like this every day, but I like to make my own parfait bowls. And so what I'll do is I take a mixture of nuts and seeds. So like walnuts or pecans, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, um, slivered almonds, and I'll mix them all together. And I'll put like a couple stevia drops in there. And then I use unsweetened coconut yogurt and I'll put in um, some vanilla collagen. I like to use the Bulletproof brand. And then um, I'll top it with some organic berries and that's like my breakfast. It's like one of my favorite breakfasts. Um, it's really light, but it's super filling as at the same time. Um, and it's got a good variety of all your macros. So I like that. Um, for lunch, I either do like a big, it kind of depends. Sometimes I'll do a big salad and what I put in there is always different. I always try and mix up the greens. I always try and mix up the toppings, but it's things like, you know, carrots, cucumbers, sprouts. Um, sometimes I'll throw in some nuts or seeds. Sometimes I'll do some shaved beets on there or spiralized beets. Um, 
it just, it really just depends. Sometimes I'll put on goji berries um, or golden berries. So I just, I, I always throw in something different. I try and mix it up every time or I'll do a wrap. So I like to buy the uncooked organic flour tortillas. They usually only have like three or four ingredients in them and you just cook them. It takes like 30 seconds to cook them on a skillet. And then I'll make a hummus and avocado wrap. So like hummus, avocado, sometimes I'll put some leafy greens in there, some sprouts. Maybe I'll put some like uh, good pasture-raised uh, chicken in there um, if I'm feeling like that. Or I'll just do beans for protein. But I just kind of, I mix it up and I'll make a wrap for lunch or I'll do a smoothie um, with, you know, some organic berries, a good plant-based protein powder, things like that. Um, and then for dinner... One of my favorite things to do for dinner is um, power bowls. So I like to make those because they are so easy to make, but it's easy to swap out the ingredients in them. So I always start with a base of either like quinoa, white rice, um, wild rice, or sweet potatoes, something like that. Sometimes we'll do beets, um, like roasted beets, but we always start with like a base, a healthy carb as our base, and then we'll throw in some protein. So if we're doing a plant-based meal, maybe it'll be like black beans and chickpeas um, or some lentils, or maybe if we'll do some chicken or some ground beef if we're doing meat. And then we'll top it with some veggies of some sort. So like we'll do um, like broccoli or cauliflower or zucchini or asparagus. We'll throw in a veggie and then we usually top it with avocado. Sometimes we drizzle like coconut aminos on it. But there's always a different variation and it's just a really easy go-to dinner. So um, and in between there, I am always snacking. So I am currently tandem nursing so I nurse my five-month-old but then my toddler also still nurses too so I'm always starving um and so like I'll go to a smoothie for a snack apple slices peanut butter celery it's usually like some sort of fruit or veggie as my as my snack throughout the day Amazing. so that's what that's what a day looks like for me oh I love that thank you for sharing that um <laughs> of course so is there anything that um we didn't really touch on today that you just feel would be really valuable for people to, to know, to hear. Oh my goodness. There's probably so many things. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I think we kind of touched on like some of the big things that I like to share with people. I don't want to give too much and then it's super overwhelming. Mm -hmm. um, but I think one of the biggest things I like, I like to share with women is, you know, when they're like, what's a good like first step for me? Or like, what can I do with this information? Like, what do I do with what you just spewed out to me? And I think one of the biggest things that you can start doing is just slow down and start listening to your body. Mm. It, it sounds so simple, but how often do we really do it? You know what I mean? Um, you know, if you're curious about, you know, a, maybe you have a certain symptom, maybe you are fatigued, maybe you do get headaches, maybe you do get bloated a lot. Like, slow down and just take a minute to and you can write it out um but like write down like what symptoms you're feeling and then write down when you start feeling them and then start to make connections between when you're feeling them and what you're eating and mm -hmm. don't just do it with like symptoms but do it with your moods too like if you feel yourself getting really agitated in the afternoon document that and then you know write down everything you've had to drink and eat that day or the day before or the day before that, you know, and start making these connections. Like one of the biggest connections that we found in our home, I always use my husband's example. Um, I don't think it bothers him, but <laughs> he, he was complaining to me one day about like in the afternoons, you just get, he was just really short tempered, right? 
just like frustrated and got really agitated really easily. And he was like, I don't understand what's going on. Um, and I was like, are you, are you eating anything with your coffee in the morning? And he's like, no, I just do my coffee and my, you know, my brain octane oil and whatever. And I'm like, okay, well try not like try to eat something with it or drink tea tomorrow morning instead. And he did that for a couple of days and he was like, it's the coffee. It's the coffee that's doing it. Um, you know, so like the couple days that he wasn't doing it, he, you know, he wasn't feeling that way. And then when he had it the next day, he felt that way again in the afternoon. He's like, it's the coffee. And, and that in coffee is very acidic. There are benefits to the coffee bean itself, but it's acidic. So I always say, you know, if you're going to have coffee in the morning, if you can balance it out with something alkaline, um, or just see, you know, how, often you need to take a break from coffee or something like that. But that's just an example of what we found in, in like our household. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like start diving into things like that and you'll kind of, you'll learn some pretty amazing things about uh, your moods and your foods. and Yeah. And I think just get curious, like just because you have convinced yourself that you're eating healthy and you're doing all the right things there's still like more you can dive into and just get curious and be willing to learn more and be open. Um, I just, this was like very, very enlightening and just fascinating. So thank you so much for sharing. Um, so where can people find you? And if they were interested in, um, learning how you can help them, where can they reach out to you? So you can find me on Instagram at Jordan Wavra. I'm also on Facebook at Jordan Wavra. And then my website, website where you can learn a little bit more about me, my story, my services, uh, jordanwabra.com. Okay. That's awesome. I'm going to put all of that into the show notes so people can find you. Um, but thank you so much. This was, this was so good. I appreciate you taking time this afternoon to, um, to jump on. And I feel like you're probably going to be back on the podcast because I have so (laughs) much more I want to talk to you about. That sounds great. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. This was fun.